Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Joining me back on the show is Dan Hagman Hooker. He'll be fighting on July 7th at UFC 226 versus Gilbert Burns. What's going on, Dan? Not much. Just having a beautiful day here in New Zealand. 2008, man. It's becoming a year of first outside of the cage. You added business owner to your resume. Soon you will be a father. Life must be good right now. <laughs> yep. No, it's, it sure is picking up. You know, things are getting busy. Uh, very exciting. You know, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that if I get, I have nothing to do, I get very bored and very frustrated very easily. So for someone like me, the more I have going on, uh, yeah, makes me, Makes me enjoy life a bit more, being busy all the time. Right now, the hot topic is, in the UFC, the morning weigh-ins. What is your thoughts on this? Um, it'll kind of play out both ways. Like, if it goes back, well, then the guys that are cutting more weight, you know, the, the bigger guys in the division, are just going to have more of a problem. So, for me, it's not going to affect me negatively. Obviously, I would like to uh, have the extra time to rehydrate, but it's kind of the same thing as when they ban the IVs. Like, it's just not going to work out for the bigger guys in the division. So the guys that are cutting more weight. So I don't cut that much. So I don't see it impacting me too much. Like, I will be fine. If we go back to the 24 hours, I'll be fine. It's more of just the, where they have you sitting around for the two hours. You know, like as it is now, we kind of you just make weight in your room, walk downstairs, and step on the scale, not drag it out two hours waiting in rooms and uh, getting bussed around to venues. Like it's more of just a pain in the ass for me. So it's like a slight pain in the ass, but at the end of the day, it's going to be worse for my opponents. So I'll kind of take, I'll take that. You know, I'll, I'll take that for being. Uh, worse on my opponents were you a big iv user before they banned them yeah like i i used ivs to rehydrate uh and it just you like you get back to the same point if you orally hydrate but it's like when you use an iv it's almost instant you know you're like you kind of get hooked up and then within like five ten minutes of being in the iv like it's like an instant shift of like hydration so there was like a a good amount of time like adjusting and like i had to completely adjust my weight cut and my nutrition and everything changed after that so it's kind of they 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 sprung that up that on us and now they're just springing this shit on us and you just gotta you just gotta roll with the punches i guess since moving up to lightweight every outing has been more dominant than the you know the previous what exactly do you see in yourself that has elevated you to perform at such a high level? 
Um, that's kind of just me just carrying my natural skills I've had all along into the octagon, you know, before I would kind of, you know, have a good training camp, do all of this hard work, and then it kind of just been the rug gets pulled out from you at the last second because you do some dumb shit and you touch too much weight. Uh, now, you know, it wasn't the only change I made to my training going back to lightweight. You know, I, I moved back to New Zealand and I started working with Eugene Moore and the team at City Kickboxing. So I put that, I put my success more due to my change in team and coaches than to uh, the weight. I think the weight is just, uh, it's just one of the things I changed. Nowadays, you seem to be living more in the moment as a fighter. Is that attitude, you know, had a big impact in your career? Yeah, I guess so. Like, you, that's just kind of what you have to do living as a fighter. Like, you can't plan too far ahead. You go, oh, I'm going to win this fight, then I'm going to move on to the next one. And then you could get stone cold flatlined in this next fight, and then all your plans turn to shit anyway. So I like to take it one thing at a time and just, just enjoy it as it comes. Let it grow, let it develop and just kind of enjoy enjoy the process of it. UFC Fight Night 128, you KO'd Jim Miller viciously. It was one of the nastiest knockouts of the year. And uh, when you look back at that win, is it the most satisfying for you? Mm, nah, I didn't even really like the fight. I like the Jacasey fight better. Like going back and like, uh, <laughs> It's funny, people People tell me, like, you killed a guy, so you must have been a good fight. Like, I don't feel like that was a good performance. I don't really enjoy the fight. Uh, I like the Jacasey fight better. I like the PSM fight better. I thought there was more, yeah, they were a bit more tactical, and I, I showed a bit, uh, bit more of my skills. It was a bit more, it was more exciting for me, the Jacasey fight. Let's just put it that way. Like, it was more entertaining for me. And at the end of the day, if I'm having fun, that's the main thing, right? Definitely. After the fight, you called out Paul Felder to his face in the cage. What happened to that matchup? Why did that never materialize? Uh, I think he just was fighting James Wick. He came up to me uh, downstairs at the bar afterwards, and he was like, he explained to me that they already had like the James Wick uh, fight in the pipe for him so that's kind of I knew that night that I wasn't going to get that fight but to be honest it was just because he was standing there I don't really care about uh, fighting Paul Felder it's a it's a good fight and I would fight him and that gets me like further up the rankings or that gets me into the rankings but I'm not like hell set on anyone I want to fight I want to fight them all I want to fight them one at a time you went back and forth with Alex Hernandez, but after he got a fight, he went all, he went all Twitter thug on you, man, and called you ir irrelevant. What did you think of his tactics? Yeah, I thought that was like a bit of a pussy move, you know? Like, the whole time I'm calling this guy out and I'm like tagging him and stuff, he's just radio silence, like not saying a word. Then all of a sudden, he gets matched and he starts, uh, starts jumping on the internet calling me different names but it is what it is like that guy is purely in the rankings of sheer luck like he took a short notice fight just went like full spastic caught Benil Dariush who's one of the best lightweights in the world technically uh in my opinion 
he like caught him cold by just going like full spasmo and he got himself into the rankings. So he kind of just fell into the rankings. And that's what I messaged Sean Shelby and asked Sean Shelby. I was like, let me, let me clear out the new kid. You know, let me get rid of the new kid. And he was kind of, I think he was on board with that, but I don't know, it kind of just fell through. Maybe Alex didn't want the fight or something, but I don't really care now. I've got Gilbert Burns. This is another good fight. So on to the next. For sure. Yes, all of this led to your matchup at UFC 226 with Gilbert Burns. What was your initial reaction to this fight? Yeah, like, uh, I'm pretty sure, like, Gilbert and his manager, I think his manager's uh, Abel, Abel Aziz or... Anyways, his manager must be that guy, and he must pull some weight because I said he, he kind of called for the fight on Twitter. He was like, oh, Dan Hangman, blah, blah, blah. Alex Hernandez is busy. Do you want to fight... July 7th and I was like bro if you can put the fight together I'll sign it today like I don't care about who it is or what or obviously moving up is nice but at the end of the day I don't really care I just want to get in there and fight and fight anyone and as soon as possible so he managed to get the fight together but I didn't say anything to the UFC uh they just came at me with the name the week after I I replied to Gilbert so he got the fight put together. He's brought this on himself. Uh, I got <laughs> I got nothing but respect for the guy. He 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 went out there, and he found me a paycheck. So I'm thankful to him, if anything. Going back to your fight with Jim Miller, were you surprised that you didn't get a bonus? A little bit. Like the other finishes are nice. I feel like Branch's finish was good, and the other one like a nice little liver kick. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Sean's got a soft spot for Jim Miller and he didn't want to give me a bonus because of it. <laughs> but I don't really know. Like, those are, those are bonuses. They're pretty, they're pretty random. Uh, maybe, you know, the fans should vote on it or something like that. Or they should be a bit clearer about how the process goes. It's kind of like a bit, a bit random. You know, the Jacasey one, there were only two finishes on the entire card. And I was one of them, and I missed out on the bonus for that fight as well. So, I don't know. What can you do? Get upset about it? No. Like, it's spilled milk. Can't cry about it. On to the next one. For sure. Your matchup is placed on the prelims of UFC 226. Does it matter to you where you are on the lineup? It does not matter to my paycheck, mm -hmm. which is what I'm showing up for. So... <laughs> First fight to main event, my paycheck remains the same. So I am not fussed. You put me on the first fight, it means just I get to go out back and eat ice cream faster and watch the fights. So get in, get out. Somebody else gets hurt. That's the plan. Did you jump right back into camp after your fight with Jim Miller or did you take some time off and relax a little bit? I think I got back to Auckland uh, Tuesday night and I was training Wednesday morning. So I was already back. Before I got this Gilbert fight accepted, which only took like a couple of weeks, I worked it out and I had trained something like 60 hours from my fight until I think the three weeks after the fight when I got this new fight. So I'd already put in 60 hours of work until I even caught wind of this fight. So I feel like since this fight, I've uh, got even better since the Miller fight. So I'm yeah, I feel like I've progressed quickly. 
because of just the team of people, the team of coaches and training partners that I have around me. It's a kind of uh, environment we've built where you, yeah, you don't want to be away from training too long because you feel like you'll miss out on something. We talked about this last time we uh, spoke in an interview and you said that it, you know, you have this big team around you that is very detailed. You said that you put in 60 hours. That means you, your, your approach is very scientific. We're on like a full program. Like everything, everything is monitored and like tracked and, and set out by our coaches. Like it's all, our training is like all structured and periodized. And even the techniques we draw, uh, our, our coach, you know, it's not just like, oh, I think I might work on this. Like it's all a part of like a, a bigger program that we've developed or that he's developed in the team that's at City Kickboxing has developed long before I got there. So this, this thing has been in play long before uh, I was a part of the team. I'm just kind of reaping the benefits of it. Yeah, that's interesting because a lot of guys, they don't really track anything unless they are in a training camp for a fight. But you guys are tracking everything even outside of a fight, which is uh, unique. Yeah, like I just got straight back to it. Yeah, it was a bit weird coming off of that Jamila fight. Like I was not really happy with the performance mm -hmm. and and uh, how it went out. I feel like I was performing a lot better in training camp as opposed to the fight. Like just small uh, technical things. I feel like I was a bit rushed. So I wanted to get like straight back to work. That was a weird one. Like I sometimes you finish a fight and you're like, okay, done. Like I want a bit of a rest. Rest to me is, you know, still training twice a day, but just doing like technical stuff. This time was like, I finished that fight and I was like more, I was even more hungrier than before the fight. Like I was like so motivated after that fight to just improve. Maybe because, you know, I, I am so close to the top 15. Like I can, I can like smell it when you're, when you come from 10,000 guys being in front of you to 15 guys being ahead of you. It's like my ultimate dream is so close that I can like smell it. I can taste it. It's so close to being real that I just want to get back in there and get to work as soon as possible. Is that why you reacted the way you did after you knocked out Jim Miller? Because you kind of calmly walked around the cage and was stoic. Is that the reason yeah. you were kind of disappointed in yourself? Yeah, 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 yeah. People are like... <laughs> Maybe he's being like, like I am pretty respectful out before and after the fight. Like, obviously, he was like a legend. And, and, you know, it was a real honor to get to compete against him. But, yeah, more, I didn't act like a clown because I was so, uh, yeah, I was a bit disappointed in my performance and in myself. So that's, that's just what I'm striving for. You know, it's what we're all chasing. I'm chasing the perfect performance. It is a busy few weeks for your team at City Kickboxing coming up. How is the atmosphere with so many important fights, you know, consecutively? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. We got uh, Shane Young tomorrow night on the Singapore card, and then Israel fights uh, the night before me. So it's good. Like, we're going to have a lot of our team there. There's a lot of our teammates coming over, and it's kind of... Yeah, City Kickboxing is going to take over Vegas that week. Usually you just see a big mob of Dezakstani's kind of uh, <laughs> mean mugging everyone. You're going to have a bunch of New Zealanders just walking around the streets of Vegas uh, causing a ruckus. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting times for the team, but it's kind of just business as usual where we are. Like, we're all head down and we're all working, man. There's fights 
after that as well, we got like four more guys on another regional show. So straight after me and Israel's fights, you can put money on us being back in the gym, win or lose, and getting and investing in those teammates that help us get ready for our fights. And that's really the only way that this team thing works and this that system works. That the guys that put their body on the line for my fight, that I put my body on the line for their fight. It's only fair. Let's get back to the fight. Burns, he's a world champion grappler, but he's been winning with his hands as of late. What are your thoughts on his development of striking? Yeah, it's a bit of uh, pick your poison. Like you take him down, he's four-time whatever jiu-jitsu world champion, and then he's he's knocking guys out. So this this is the kind of people that I want to fight. You know, he's got a bit of momentum behind him. I got momentum behind me. These are the guys I want to fight. These are the guys I want to compete at. Uh, I hate fights that people think I'm gonna win easy. I hate that. It's uh. Those are the difficult fights. The fights where people are thinking, oh, Dan, you're in, you're in for a bit of a tough one. This one, I don't know how this one will play out. Yeah, those are the fights that get me out of bed. You know, Those are the fights that, that I live for and train hard for. I think that fight was the one that you mentioned that you were most satisfied with was the DeCasey fight. A lot of people looked at that as something that was a pretty even matchup, and you went in there and you finished him. Yeah, it's like more along the lines and just technically like how that – fight played out I thought it was I thought it went technically well like I made a very talented very fast and athletic fighter look very average uh you know he wasn't able to get many many things off him and put his kind of game plan into action so that was yeah that was more satisfying to me to make a world-class fighter look like an average fighter I feel like that's a that's a very hard task to achieve. If you compare Burns with your last three opponents, what does he bring new to the table? I think he's bigger than those guys. Like, he, he's bigger and... Yeah, like, physically, I feel like he's the biggest opponent that out of those last three that I would have come up against. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to exploiting it you know that 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 is a strength that is his size and the amount of muscle he carries is uh you know that's a strength for him but it's also a weakness if he's you know inefficient with that muscle if he's inefficient with that size then i feel like that can cost him very dearly yeah he's definitely a big lightweight because of his recent you know coming in fight week 30 pounds over and not being able to, the commission not allowing him to cut weight. What did you think of that situation? <clears throat> yeah, like, I feel like that's like, uh, a lot of people don't want to accept the fight with Gilbert. Uh, I hear through the grapevine that he's like a pretty difficult guy for the UFC to get someone to agree to fight him because of things like that, because he showed up and got pulled out. And I think he's had some like injuries and had to pull out of a few fights. But, look, I'm, I'm confident he's going to show up. Uh, you know, he asked for this fight. He's ready for this fight. So I'm, I'm pretty confident he's going he's gonna to get there. Uh, and he's not going to show up 30 pounds over and get our fight scrapped. So do I still get paid if that happens? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I want to fight more than get paid, though. <laughs> it's just that way.
this will be your first uh, International Fight Week. Anything draw your curiosity about the festivities that will be happening? Mm, not particularly. Uh, Israel fights the night before. That's like pretty exciting. Uh, that kind of gets me going. That'll get me out of bed. But I'm not too sure. I don't really like Vegas as a place. I've been there uh, three times now, and I get over it real quick. This will be your quickest turnaround since your first fight for the promotion after UFC 226. Do you plan on taking some time off with the baby on the way? Uh, well, the missus put the hard word on me and said no fights in November, and I think, uh, <laughs> well, well, we'll see when it gets closer to the time. Like, uh, I don't pre-plan anything. Like, I take it as I come. Uh, I don't plan on taking time off. I plan on getting back in there as soon as possible. Maybe squeeze one more out before the, before the young baby arrives. Yeah, I heard that they're trying to squeeze a, a card in Australia before that time. So maybe you could get on that. They'll have to. They'll have to. I think when me and Israel get the win, uh, we could call for a UFC New Zealand pretty easily. And they can put that together pretty quickly. If you, you know, you've got me and Israel uh, headlining and co-headlining. I feel like we, we sell out Victor Arena in Auckland pretty easily after that. And they can have another show in Australia as well. So two, two shows in the region before the end of the year. Uh, I feel like that'll be a nice treat for the fans around this side of the globe. Sounds perfect. Uh, July 7th, UFC 226. Dan Hooker takes on Gilbert Burns. Lightweight matchup. It's pivotal for you. It's pivotal for both of you guys. It's going to be exciting. Uh, thank you for your time, Dan, and uh, I'll see you again. Thank you very much, Tom.